Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, what's up, people? I'm Andre, and this is the Tennis and Bagels podcast. Um, and this week has had no tennis, I, I think, again. I don't even remember exactly. Yeah, pretty much, because uh, this week we were supposed to have had Indian Wells, and last week we were supposed to have started it. And in the week... Um, well, Indian Wells being a weird tournament that is, a, that is held in a week and a half. Uh, the week before, uh, the first week of Indian Wells is starting Thursday. There isn't any tennis going on in the professional tour as in, in the ATP tour. But the Challenger tour is still goes on. Except it didn't because everything got cancelled. Um, so, um, I did have a structure before and... Uh, I'm going to follow it somewhat because there is no tournaments happening. So it kind of breaks a little bit, whatever um, I had planned for this podcast, which is really sad because um, at the first, at the, at the beginning of the year, when I started doing this, I was like, oh yeah, cool. Like there's tennis every week. There's always something to talk about. And now there's not tennis to be talked about. There is stuff going on around tennis and external forces that uh, make it such that um, I guess tennis is uh, affected, but not necessarily the tennis itself, which is, um, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, but I will keep at least two parts of it, or three, really. Is uh, Number one is I'm going to do a weekly recap still, because uh, last week we still had like a bunch of news and stuff, and now um, weekly recap and news are essentially the same thing, because... Um, in the weekly recap, I will be talking about the actual matches and tournaments and whoever did well, who didn't, and who won. Uh, and in the news, I will be talking about, well, essentially, things that are not related to actually playing tennis, but there's no tennis being played, so the weekly recap and the news are the same thing. Um, no tournament of the week until April 20th. Hopefully, after that, there will be tournaments going on. Uh, I really, really hope so, because uh, it will be exciting for two reasons, because one, there is tennis, and two, obviously, because the, it means that the crisis is being um, is under control and uh, we are near, nearing the end of it, the problem of, with the uh, coronavirus. Um, and there's no predictions also because there's no tennis, and there'll be no tennis next week. There's no tennis last week, there's no tennis this week, there's no tennis next, next week. Yeah, that's where we are at right now. And but I'll do my comments and my overall comments, just things related, but doesn't don't really fit in any other thing. And um, so let's 
uh, no for, without further ado, let me start with the weekly recap. And um, what happened last week, even though it feels like it happened a month ago, was the fact that the ATP and the WTA cancel um, every single tournament, regardless of the level um, from uh, juniors. Even though ATP doesn't really handle juniors, but I believe the ITF also uh, canceled the tournaments. But anyway, like the every level, uh, challenger tour, smaller tournaments, big tournaments, they all cancel. There's no tennis. There's nothing that's going to happen. Every player is at home. Uh, hopefully they didn't get stranded somewhere because of the, the travel restrictions that we are right that we are experiencing right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's where it's at. Um, so we'll get, uh, TV cancels until April 20th, um, which is about a month from now-ish. Um, and the WTA canceled until uh, May 2nd. And the WTA actually gave a little bit more information in terms of what next, um, which is uh, the week ahead of the tournament that will follow on the May, on May 2nd or 3rd, I don't know. Um, they will um, assess the situation, they will evaluate and see if uh, tournaments will, the tournament will actually take place or the tournaments will actually take place because it probably matters where are they are taking place. And right now it's really lame because um, it's, it's actually almost like almost 100% sure that we won't have tennis until like maybe June or July because it's the European season right now. It's um, tournaments in Spain, tournaments in France, tournaments in uh, the UK, um, Italy, everywhere. Just we're supposed to be not right now. We weren't. We weren't to be supposed to be looking at Europe. We were supposed to be looking at the states, but the states is also in a problematic situation. Miami and Indian Wells got canceled, even though Miami kind of said they would go on. Uh, it wasn't the tournament that decided that they wouldn't, but the uh, but the county. Uh, where it's held, like wherever the government uh, ruled that there should be no um, no gatherings, no social events of that magnitude. So yeah, they were forced before to to cancel. Um, and to be perfectly honest, that in in light of all the the crisis, even though people were kind of discussing on Twitter whether um, and on podcasts as well whether it was the right decision to cancel, it's the right decision to. Uh, postpone not just not to cancel like uh, yeah to cancel the season itself like until to put it a halt in it until the dates mentioned um and now you're just kind of like well it's 100 percent. it made sense the they did make the right decision it's completely normal as we look at it, how things are right now we are we know a little bit more about the virus and the, the spread of it, and we know that it can be really dangerous for certain, certain people. Uh, and uh, even though for maybe most of us, you would smile, for some people who actually um, have more... Um, they're more vulnerable. The, the disease is actually really, really powerful and, and bad for them. So it's good that we are keeping, that we are keeping the distance and we are keeping the uh keeping keeping it in check in terms of like how much um social exposure we have if i if i want to put it that way but i guess like the biggest thing the biggest new in terms of a uh, biggest piece of news in terms of uh um what happened 
last week was that Rolling Arrows was postponed and they didn't just kind of cancel the tournament like Indian Wells or Miami. They literally just gave a new date and I was reading it on, on BBC. Well, I might post the, the link um, at least on my uh, my Facebook page and on Twitter. Um, and where is it? So yeah, so the BBC, as per what I've read, I didn't really make much of a research about it. So what it appears is that they just kind of like decided on doing it on their own. They just kind of didn't really check on anyone else, and uh, they're just gonna say, "Oh yeah, look, we're gonna we're gonna do this in September." And <clears throat> if you actually t- uh, Google um, Rolling Arrows. Um, the dates that appear is is immediately just saying that like Sunday from Sunday September twentieth to Sunday October fourth, and uh, that's problematic for a couple reasons because it's just a week after the U.S. Open. That's totally insane. It's like <laughs> it, it, people are gonna have to choose which Grand Slam they're gonna play at. Like big players are gonna have to do that. This this is nonsensical. Like it's. It just it's just weird. Like I know that there's a crisis. I know there are things and decisions that we that they must make. But I don't know. Maybe just like not have a tournament. Like that there there is a year that the Australian Open wasn't held, and because they were, it got transferred to January, and it was being held. It was the last Grand Slam of the year, and then it became the first. So it just didn't happen. So why not just not have Roland Garros this year? Like I don't I don't see the problem. It's, in the end of the day, even though it's really important, it is still just a tournament. Like not having it, it's not the end of the world. It's it's terrible and it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. But apparently that's what it is. And it's not only it is right after the US Open, it's right at the beginning of uh it clashes with the Labor Cup, as I saw. And the Labor Cup, even though it's a tournament that doesn't really make much sense. Players seem to love it, and Roger Federer is really fond of it uh, because he is one of the co-founders and uh, co-owners of of it. So obviously, he's really fond of it. It's going to be a terrible clash of uh, interest in there, and um, also the Asian swing. So can you imagine just having to go U.S. Open, Roland Garros, Shanghai? It's not like what is going on. This at at this point. Um, at this point, I think it just might as well cancel it. Like, I mean, it, it really does suck for for the viewer as well, for for us who just kind of like are expecting to have something. The journalists are really bored as well. Um, but it's kind of we're not having a season. We're not having something to do in a sense, and it just kind of like makes it even worse in the fact that like we are also in. I don't want to say self quarantine because we can still leave our houses, but we are still trying to like stay home as much as possible and there's only so much you can do even though not really there's a lot of things to do at home but in a situation like that there's less things going on outside that we can consume as well but yeah that's a whole nother problem like the problem of consumerism is not really what we talk about in this podcast but um yeah moving on everything is gonna clash at the end like we're gonna see what the heck is gonna happen in in september hopefully there will be no more virus crisis by then but we will have a different crisis which is rolling arrows trying to take place of everybody else and uh uh, yeah i don't 
I don't really, I'm not really buying it. Something is going to give. Like, I, I don't think this is going to stay as this. Like, in, in this very moment, um, as, uh, what's it called? Um, how everything is essentially uncertain. Like, living in such a moment of uh, uncertitude. Um, that's how you say it, I think. Um, uncertainty. Uh, this This moment is just kind of... We just come to believe that everything is possible. Like every every single day, we get different news. We get different uh, crazy things happening. It's just kind of like, well, just let us see um, what's the new day going to bring us, right? Because well, this is the new reality. The fact that nothing really lasts very long. No decision lasts very long unless it is to cancel things and make people stay at home those are decisions that will stay but everything else is just gonna have to follow whatever new guidelines are posted by governments and such and that's essentially what happened last week mostly just people on twitter like going crazy about different news and i was one of them i was just kind of like really following and every single day i was like uh really (laughs) Okay, so yeah, there isn't. It's is. There's no. There's no disappointment. We don't. I don't go on Twitter to be disappointed in those times because there's always. If there was always something new on Twitter before, right now it's even, even crazier, and even funnier. By the way, as well, like, um, people really do know how to. Um, have a good laugh and having uh, positive thoughts. Also, by the way, uh, it's kind of funny that the ATP tour is posting weird stuff as well on their website. Just try to keep it alive in the sense, probably because of like SEOing, don't want to lose their rankings on Google and marketing stuff. Um, so they just literally posted about, they're posting about social media and player social media, which is, I think it's hilarious. Um, they post. They just posted about how Stan Wawrinka was making fondue, and that's really interesting, right? Um, not really. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the level of um, boredom we are at right now. There's the level of like nothing is happening, except for the virus, which is a lot. But like in terms of tennis, nothing is happening. So yeah. So. I would move on to news, but I kind of essentially just said everything. The only thing that I'm just going to like make a little bit of a mention here, just out of sympathy, uh, maybe empathy, whatever word works best, probably empathy. Um, it's uh, how Italy is just not doing very well right now. It's just breaking records upon records of um, um, people who are not, surviving the disease and it's just been on I think was the first country that went on lockdown entirely China was on lockdown but only a few cities I believe I don't know I don't think they went on full lockdown even though it's bigger as well but um and they probably locked down more people than Italy but at the same time Italy's a, a whole country and they went on lockdown and it's just kind of really sad what's been happening right there and uh we hope that this will not be repeating. Um, this will not be a repeating situation in other places as well. Like in, in Brazil, it just uh, just got there. There were a few cases here and there. And um, hopefully um, 
you will not get to the magnitude that it was in uh, in in, in Australia. Well, in Australia, yeah, but uh, in Italy, in uh, in China, in some parts of Europe, and some some places in the U.S. as well. So we just kind of like hope that things will <clears throat> not sort themselves out, but like that people, the the ones in control in in, uh, in power, can actually take control of the situation and be able to manage it properly. So yeah, it's, that's my bit of uh, uh, sad news right now. So, and on a little bit more of a cheerful note, just kind of already mentioned, nobody has nothing to do. Like the ATP and the WTA, like literally have nothing else to do. Like um, they keep talking about like what players are doing to um, to deal with the the boredom. <laughs> just kind of. This is this is where we at right now. Just watching, um, watch old matches, play video games, and talk about people on social media and talk about personality. It's just kind of essentially become. It's almost gossip. The only reason why it isn't gossip is because it's kind of like the players are actually interviewed and the players post on social media stuff that it's actually public. But it does feel like gossip. So it's it's where this is where we at right now. Um, there was a um, a bunch of people joking on Twitter right after Indian Indian Wells, uh, just kind of like posting old matches and be like, "Oh yeah, like this is the best match you're gonna see all day." Or uh, I cannot even believe like what is what is even what is gonna happen in the next match? Is it gonna be able to like go all the way? It's kind of like talking as if Indian Wells 2019 was happening. <laughs> Just because of like we're missing something to watch and something to do and to talk about, um, yeah. So this is where things are at. Ben Rothenberg, a journalist that I follow on Twitter that I've mentioned here a couple times, he made a couple jokes about maybe just one joke about um, streaming tennis elbow, which is a which is a tennis simulation game. It's it's really fun. I've played it once. I played a demo. Um, and it's on Steam, in case you, you like tennis and you want to buy it. It's really difficult, and you really start off losing. It's really hard to get a grip on the controls, but like once you do it, you can actually like play some really intense tennis, and it's really, it's really fun <laughs> for me. And I like games, I like tennis, and I like tennis games. So um, that's a winning... Um, like a winning formula for me, but I don't have the game. I'm not going to buy it right now because I don't feel like spending the money. So yeah, I kind of like, um, like in my end, as most of the people on my Twitter feed are, um, they're either Japanese math rock bands or, uh, they are, um, tennis uh, fanatics, like tennis journalists or just like players and people like that. So in in that in that world that microcosmos cosmos of uh, tennis, what's happening is like I like to say it's kind of like an epidemic of boredom. Nobody has li- literally nothing to do, and that's kind of like the 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 weird the funny part about a uh, like just kind of like being a sports journalist or like being a tennis fan or like a person like me who decides to do a podcast on tennis and watching tennis and talking about tennis as an actuality is that once it stops there's there's nothing to talk about there's just nothing happening and 
last week's two weeks uh, like two weeks ago uh, the tournament from two weeks ago is already too old it's like it's already old news and you either are talking about classics or you're talking about actuality and to talk about classics and history you have to do a lot of research instead and to talk about actualities and current events is I think actualities is not the good word for this by the way well current events talk about current events is it is just kind of have to go online and the, the news are just going to be fed to you like that's essentially how I do this podcast in a lot of ways I just go on Twitter and I just like scroll and just absorb the information that is there um, and sometimes I also go on the websites and I uh, search for news myself so yeah that's it and uh, one other thing that I found was kind of funny uh, about all this is that Roger Federer just essentially got lucky <laughs> and he said oh yeah I'm calling off four months of my uh, of this year because of a uh, surgery um, and now everybody else is on a six week maybe even longer um, hiatus like a break from tennis and given the whole situation we don't necessarily know yet whether rankings are going to freeze or uh, they're going to drop um, I mean ranking points in that sense and whether if they freeze it means that like everybody just stays at the same ranking um, well as per the name says like if the rank the, the the ranking points don't drop people just stay at the same ranking nobody moves up or down <clears throat> sorry um, but if the, the rankings drop everybody loses like there's no defending there's no making there's no um, earning more points in this in the situations of what is the fairest thing to do like I think I've already talked a little bit about it but that I don't think there is much I think they should just freeze right like I mean like what are you gonna do like uh, it's it's not gonna make much of a difference just like leave everybody where where they left instead of like having them wandering and making crazy calculations about like how many points are they going to lose and that's it because they're already losing money at this point like which is kind of like my next point so many like the rich people like um um serena williams or um simona halep novak Djokovic, rafa nadal roger feather they don't give a crap like they're already millionaires and you have like tons of millions of dollars in sponsors and they will not lack they are fine they will be fine forever um and they can make other people be fine forever as well. It's just how much money they have. And people like inside of other, like in the lower rankings, it's still like there may not be superstars, but they're still fine. They still make a lot of money. Um, but people that don't, there's thousands of tennis players who are not um, making as much money of those guys. Like not nearly, actually. They're just kind of almost leaving... Um, like regular like regular people like me I have to go to work every day and just kind of like um pay the bills with like whatever money I have I, ha I have left I put it like on a savings account and stuff like that right so they're just like regular people just kind of like struggling to um make ends meet at the end of the month almost um so at this point this is really going to be tough for them um and I kind of hope that they sort it out especially with the ATP and the WTA, which is, um, I think, the most important um, organisms, the most important associations that should be taking care of those players because they are calling 
it all off for good reasons, obviously, but they still have um, a commitment to those players. And um, a lot of talk has been had in the past about um, prize money being um, divided more equally. Obviously, the winner and the semifinalists and such will always get way more money regardless. But in a way such, such as such that they get paid fairly because if you lose in the first round that's all you get like you don't get another chance to play another tournament that week you, you're done if you lose the first second round the rest of the week is off for you you have to wait until next week until you have a chance to start making some money again so yeah I do hope that the, the ATP kind of like takes good care of those players um, don't have to turn them into millionaires and superstars. Just, just have them have a living. You know, I mean, they're kind of like making that organization move because there are players there, there, um, which is the organizations need the players to uh, function. So if there's no players, there's no, there's no nothing. So yeah, it's essentially all that I had for today i hope i'm not forgetting anything i did take um my notes and that's kind of like what i was following for for this and um yeah i will see i'll see you next week and uh, hopefully there will be more news for me to comment on if there isn't uh i'll see what i can do maybe the episodes are gonna get shorter and shorter which might actually be a good thing because in the beginning i was planning for them to have like max 20 minutes but i've had an episode that was 45 minutes long so i hope that i'll figure it out on my end as well but yeah stay safe everyone uh, stay home as much as you can and uh um let's see let's see how this goes and uh, i'm praying for a fast recovery of those who are sick and i'm praying for this all to to end very soon and to end well and not terribly. So, yep. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 